0: We are in a sermon series on the commands of Jesus, and and here is one that you often hear at funerals, but that was not the original context in which Jesus pronounced it, commanded it, and told us what to do. So let's go back, Matthew 11, verses 25 through 30, and take a look at this passage and what Jesus is saying to those who will listen, and hopefully we'll be among them. Matthew eleven twenty five. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yea, Father, for such was thy gracious will. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Now here's the passage, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You've heard that, haven't you? Let's talk about what Jesus intended by it. Bow with me. Father, as we come this morning... Many of us here today are are troubled and struggling and facing difficulties. And we're just clawing and climbing for all we're worth and getting further and further behind. Help us give up and find our rest in you. In your name we pray. Amen. The story is told about a lifeguard who was watching a recreational lake one afternoon and a big, strapping young athlete was wading out waist deep in the shallow water and suddenly stepped off a 15-foot underwater ledge and plunged beneath the surface of the water. After a few seconds, he bobbed back up again to the surface and he was flailing his arms and gasping for breath. And The lifeguard was attentively watching from a nearby bank. A friend of the struggling athlete suddenly grabbed the lifeguard by his arm and says, Bob can't swim, you've got to go help him. And the lifeguard remained unmoved as, as Bob continued to kick and thrash around wildly. and the young man's friend grabbed the lifeguard again and said, if you aren't going to help him, I will. And calmly but firmly the lifeguard replied, no one can help him yet but I'll help him as soon as he's ready for me to help him. After a few more minutes, the young athlete stopped his struggles. His body was worn out, physically exhausted. And that's when the lifeguard dove into the water and swam out to the young man and brought him back to the shore for a successful rescue. And later, the friend asked the lifeguard, why did you wait so long to help my friend? And the lifeguard replied, because as long as Bob was trying to save himself, there was nothing I could do for him. If I had swum out to him and he had grabbed me and pulled me under, we both would have drowned. It was only when he was weak and exhausted and had given up that I was able to help. And that's the way it is for you and me in our relationship with God. The story of struggle and exhaustion before deliverance is not just a lesson for lifeguards. Because some of you here this morning are struggling. Many of you are exhausted. You're worn out. You're weary of fighting the good fight. And you don't know what else to do And you feel like you're going under for the third time. You're troubled. You are beside yourself with worry over many things. And if that's you, this passage has good news for you. Because Jesus says in verse 28, Come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. And what? I will give you rest. I will give you rest. What is Jesus saying? You know I love New Testament backgrounds. So let me give you the background. A lot of you... We'll hear this passage at funerals. I will often quote these verses at the beginning of a funeral because they remind us that we can rest in Jesus. And even though Jesus does allow us to rest in Him, the original context for these verses was not that of a funeral. Let me explain what the setting is. Here we are, we're on shortly after the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount is the pinnacle of Jesus' ethical and moral teachings. He has told us what we need to do. And it concludes with, be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. It sets some high standards. So after the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is telling us that we can rest in Him. And it sounds a little surprising. But what Jesus is reacting to here, what He's bouncing off of, is what the scribes and Pharisees have done to the children of Israel. Their conception of the Torah was that of a yoke. So Jesus is contrasting his yoke with that of the Pharisees. Jesus says the yoke of the Pharisees has the heavy requirements of the law and it is a legalistic burden and it is weighing the people down. His yoke, on the other hand, is light and easy because... It is one of love. So when he says those who labor and are heavy laden, he's referring to those who are under the law and are struggling under its burdens as instructed by the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus is not saying that I'm giving you a way to escape the responsibilities of work, of other difficulties, of the demands of life. Let's look at Jesus' life. He did not escape toil or pain or conflicts or any of the things that make life difficult. He was immersed in the middle of them. What Jesus did do, though, and what He is offering to you and to me, is the opportunity, even in the midst of all the hardships of life, He's given us the opportunity to still live life abundantly and joyfully and triumphantly because Jesus found rest even in the midst of such a life, and offers the same rest to anyone who will follow God. This is not a way to try to please God. He's saying if you're working, if you're struggling, if you are burdened to try to please God, to try to earn your salvation, to try to receive God's blessing, you're weighing yourself down. And it is like just a huge weight on your shoulders, and you'll never be able to do it by yourself. That's what the scribes and Pharisees were teaching about the law of the Old Testament. You've got to do all these things to please God. Jesus says, no, the yoke of my requirements are light and easy because it fits you, because it is motivated by love. The word for rest here, rest for your souls, The word for rest means to revive or refresh as from labor or from a long journey. Sometimes the word is referred to chains falling off your hands. You've you've been shackled, you have been bound, and all of a sudden those shackles just fall off and you're set free. Sometimes it refers to a door that is partially open and, and suddenly it is swung wide open. For a person who is shackled and sees no way out of their their lives, no way out of their problems, Jesus says, come to me and you will find rest. And it's not just rest for your physical bodies. If you're looking for a recliner to lean back in and prop your feet up on, following Jesus is not the way. It's not rest for your physical bodies, it is rest for your what? What? for your souls. And when we roll our burdens onto Jesus, He offers us a rest that does not deny our problems. It's not like we enter into some kind of denial of the world's challenges and and difficulties of life. It is the joy and the peace of God's presence, even in the midst of our problems, and they come in the person of Jesus Christ. He He is the one who offers security to those who know the forgiveness of sins and the acceptance into the family of God. That's the peace and the rest that Jesus offers. You don't have to keep struggling. You don't have to keep thrashing around trying to earn God's blessing and His pleasure and your salvation. All that has been removed by what Jesus did for you on the cross. And the practical result of that is that as believers in Jesus Christ... We can stop worrying, honestly. What is there to worry about? We can just take every detail of our problems and challenges to God, our need in earnest and thankful prayer and leave them there in the peace of God. Jesus says, or Paul says, that passeth all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We worry, we fret, we fight, We struggle, we hurt, we're anxious. And Jesus says, stop all that. Come to me and you will find the rest that you need, that you're searching for, for your souls. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what a yoke is. It's that heavy wooden beam that has two iron or wo- wooden U-shaped brackets under each end. Both ends of the beam are curved to rest upon the necks of the beast of burdens underneath and that U-shaped um, bracket goes around the necks of the, of, the, of the animals. And that yoke forces them to work together, to walk alongside each other and pull a cart or pull a plow. And those bars are yoked so that both animals are forced to work together. And with their combined strength, they're able to pull a much greater load than either one of them could have pulled alone. And when two animals are yoked together, one of them has to be the dominant animal. One of them has to pull with a proper speed and in the proper direction, because if two strong-willed animals are yoked together, there's going to be constant tension As one animal tries to pull maybe a faster pace off in one direction and the other animal is a little bit slower, pulling in the other direction. So the phrase being yoked together has come to mean two animals and even two people like in marriage working together in harmony. The rabbis spoke of the law of Judaism as a yoke and they made it a heavy burden for the people that weighed them down Jesus says, "My yoke is easy, and my burden is light." What does that mean? Well, the word for easy here in the Greek does not really mean easy. The Greek word is krestos, c h r e s t o s. What's the Greek word for Christ? Christos. So there may even be a play on words going here. Jesus is saying that Christos yoke is Christos. Jesus yoke is easy. And and easy is not really a good translation of krestos. Krestos means kind, good, useful, comfortable, well-fitting. It is a yoke. It is a yoke that fits perfectly. It does not rub or chafe on the neck. And the way that Jesus interprets the law makes the yoke fit. His yoke is custom designed for each one of us individually. It is guaranteed to fit because he only wants us to be who God created us to be. And his law enables us to become that person that that God sent his son Jesus to die for. So following Jesus is doing what you and I were created to do. It is the easiest, best fitting, most comfortable thing in the world to do and obeying God and obeying his commands are the easiest most joyful things for us to do because when God gives us commands he does so out of love and in our best interests every time and that's why it fits and that's why it is comfortable that's what Jesus yoke being easy really means but it's also light and that word means it's not heavy, it's not burdensome. Incidentally, a yoke is made for two. There's no yoke for one. If, if one person is pulling by himself, it's just a collar. A yoke is made for two. So Jesus never places a yoke upon his disciple that he himself does not also bear and help shoulder the burden. When I was growing up, there was a discipleship ministry in our church called Yoke Fellows. And it introduced the concept that when someone was discipling another, they would be yoked together. And that's what Jesus offers us. And and, and incidentally, when we are yoked with Jesus, he's not just pulling 50% of the load. He's pulling 99% of the load. And his strength becomes our strength when we acknowledge our weakness and our total dependence upon him and his grace. He yokes together with us. And he says, my yoke fits perfectly. And my burden is light. So you don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to struggle to earn God's pleasure or God's blessing because he offers it to you for what Jesus already did for you on the cross. The load that Jesus requires, the burden that he offers, is one of love. It's not always the easiest thing in the world to do. So don't think following Jesus means that you can rest on your laurels and prop up your feet and take your ease. Following Jesus is the most fulfilling because it is what you were created for and it will bring the much-needed rest that your soul requires. In my last church, we added on an educational wing and a fellowship hall and a much-needed elevator. Unfortunately, the electrical panel for the new wing that control the elevator had a faulty lug. It, had, it was um, split, the lug was split. And we didn't know it at the time, it took us about six months to figure out why every couple weeks the elevator would just shut down. And when it did shut down, There were always church members on it that were not happy. When an elevator stops between floors, what are you supposed to do? Well, some people in the elevator would start hollering, would start beating on the door, start yelling in hopes that it would get somebody's attention. That didn't always work. You know what you're supposed to do if an elevator breaks down? You know that little door on the wall? Open that door, and inside that little door is what? Telephone. Pull out the telephone, and it will connect you immediately either to the fire department or to the offices or or wherever that line is connected. You just have to have the common sense to open that little door and talk. You don't even have to yell in the telephone, you don't have to beat on the wall. You can whisper in the telephone and somebody's going to hear you and come get you. You see where I'm headed with this? You and I oftentimes get stuck between floors where we get scared and we want to beat against the wall and we want to cry out in despair. But all you have to do is trust in the power of God and know that He is listening and He will hear your call and He will come to your aid. You know, sometimes at the end of sermons, I like to give you action steps to take. This is what you need to do as a result of this. And so, my action step for this sermon today is I want you, you know what I want you to do? Absolutely nothing. I'm asking you to do nothing. I'm asking you when you get tired of pulling the load all by yourself, just stop and trust in what Jesus has already done for you. If you've been trying and working and struggling to do something in your own effort to make something happen, Jesus is offering you rest for your soul and that's what you need to do just say Jesus I can't do it anymore I'm tired of of fighting I'm tired of trying to struggle it's like quicksand the more I try to do the sinker, the, the deeper I sink and Jesus is saying, saying just stop rest in me and I will give you what you're needing you don't have to worry. Give every detail to God. He will hear it and he will respond. So instead of laboring and being heavy laden to find your rest, you're free now to work out of your rest. Because now you know based on your faith in Jesus that you are already loved and completely forgiven and absolutely accepted by what God Almighty did for you through Jesus on the cross. As if you were his very son Jesus, you could be invited into his family and become heirs of the riches of God. Jesus has given you rest. Not from physical labor, not from the difficulties and challenges of life, but even in the midst of them, his presence is available and it will provide you rest for your soul because that's what you've been needing. That's what you were created to need all along. Let's bow together. Father, as we come we thank you that you are there for us. And some people today are still trying to earn their salvation and be good enough and work hard enough and do enough to please you and receive your blessing. And you said that's not how you get it. You can never do enough. And that's why Jesus came to die on the cross to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. And when we place our faith and trust in him, there is rest and there is peace for our souls. Help us cast ourselves on your mercy today and stop struggling and find the rest that you offer by being in a relationship with God through Jesus. For it's in his name we pray, amen.